Hi. This is Jonathan Barella. And this is Brittany Barella. And we're bringing to you the very first episode of A Couple of Many. So you may be thinking, what does that mean? Well, Jonathan and I both come from big families, and we have a big family ourselves, and we're a couple. Yeah. Get it? Like a couple yeah, there you go. of many. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I guess what kind of started this uh, podcasting phase for me was I started listening to podcasts probably about three years ago and um, started with some alien and Bigfoot, you know, conspiracy theory podcast and uh, got really into it and still am pretty into it. Uh, Then I started going like conspiracy comedy, then it went to, you know, strictly comedy. And now I kind of hang around just just comedy just because i really like to laugh um is it because you really like to laugh or because i had enough of the conspiracy theories uh probably a little (laughs) bit of both yeah okay just keeping it real (laughs) yeah yeah that that's that's very good that's very good what about you okay so i don't listen to podcasts i know what am i even doing here um, but I have tried to start several blogs. Well, and I, I say try. So I have actually created a few blogs in my in my time, in my day. Um, but I've just never really committed to them. Some of them I never even published. And I think a lot of things go into that. But primarily, I guess I felt like it was arrogant. Like, just to have this assumption of, I have thoughts and ideas that nobody else might have. And so I just never really committed or pulled the trigger fully. I think that's true. But I what comfort I find in podcasts is if I know something or if, if I don't know something that's, that the uh, host is talking about, I'm like, well, that is pretty cool. Like, I want to look that up, you know, um, and, and, that, and that's cool. But if I know something that the speaker is talking about, I feel more... I, I feel like we're on like a special bond. Like we have, like we're, it's very relatable. And I'm like, man, this guy gets, it or this woman gets it. Well, I, I do really like the idea of if anything that we say or have to offer does make somebody feel less alone in the world, or maybe gives them an idea to better themselves or, or just whatever it is, a positive uh, effect on your life. Like that, that to me is going to make it worth it. And that makes me, I mean, that's what I've dedicated my life to is making other people better. And so that's what I hope can influence our listeners, I guess, make <laughs> I, it better somehow. I'm a living testament of you making people better. Oh. When we first met, I didn't even have a bank account. I know. <laughs> like, I carried cash like a hobo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we'll get there. My hobo husband. <laughs> I guess it is important. Let us share a little bit about us individually. Um, so that you kind of have some backstory to who we are and kind of what we like and where we come from. Um, do you want me to start or do you want to start? Uh, I'll let you start. Okay. So I, like I said, I do come from a big family. I'm the middle of five children. Um, I obviously have a mom and a dad. My parents did get divorced whenever I was eight they both remarried whenever I was still pretty young. So both my step-parents have been in my life since I was really young. Um, it's not like a cliche situation. I really love my step-parents. I think that both my parents went on to find just their their really, their better halves, or I don't want to say better halves, but maybe equal, good partners. I want to say that the 
correct term for that is soulmate. There we go. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. I think they went and found their soulmates. I mean, they are, they are both very happy with my step parents. Like I said, they, both my step parents have been around for a really long time. I love them dearly. Um, I really had the benefit of four different parents growing up and, you know, there were times whenever they all frustrated me, there were times whenever I was thrilled with all of them, you know, it's just, I just had some bonus parents thrown in there. Um, my dad, whenever the divorce happened, he did move back to the DFW area. And so I've always kind of split my time between Lubbock and Dallas. The benefit of him moving back was I stayed really close with his family and my grandparents, particularly on his side. Um, and then I had lots of aunts and I had an uncle and a bunch of cousins out there. So that's always makes for a really great childhood when you can spend a lot of time with expended family. Uh, at least I, I really, truly feel that. Um, I did grow up Church of Christ, so I have a deep, deep love of acapella. <laughs> really quick, if you were a bird watcher, do you think they would call you the acapellican? <laughs> I mean, I think it'd be rude not to, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that cheesy note, um, I guess a... Uh, Really, my the only other thing to add about my family, we have a nephew, several nieces, um, four of my four of the five of us are married, and all my sibling in laws are really awesome. I feel like we've been really blessed in that department. Like every one of my siblings that are married, like married their perfect partners, like the people that balance them, and so I'm super thankful for that. It's always a good feeling whenever your siblings yeah. are with good people. Yeah, Just it, waiting it, for the little brother to get on it. <laughs> it is really crazy. Like everyone compliments each other so well. Yeah. Like there's, you know, you have your, you know, your stressor worker and then you just have like this mellow sidekick. Are you talking about us? I'm, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I mean, everyone in the family, like we, we just, everyone, like I said, compliments each other so well. And it's, it's, it's an awesome group to be around. Oh, I'm glad you feel that way. Yeah. It is. I having five siblings and four of us being married with kids. They're all. There's just a lot of us, just in sheer numbers. So it's kind of mayhem when we're all together. But it's the best kind of mayhem there could be. I one of my favorite things about my sibling group is, you know, whether we agree, whether we disagree, whatever. We always know where we stand with each other. Yes, sometimes we can get in these knockdown, dragout fights, but. We are direct, we handle it, and we always know no matter what's going on, like we're going to have each other's backs. And I love that. I love being a part of that. And I really hope that that's what our children do as they get older. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, they have tons of good role models to to follow up on that Um, from your side and and my side. uh, Yeah. Just with just with the family, just with the sheer numbers in general, like like I mean, you're, you're talking like there's tons of people they can count on and look up to. Yeah. But I, I hope they have that thickness through each other, which, you know, my siblings and I, we definitely went through some some difficult times when we were younger. Um, and sometimes we cause those difficult times between each other, but it just really like strengthened those ties. And so it's just knowing undoubtedly that there are four other people in this world that come what may got your back, Jack. Um, so I think that that's a really cool, cool component to have a cool aspect of our family. On a personal level, I really am a big dork. I love to read. Um, I read a lot of fiction. 
I, what I really enjoy about fiction, other than just the adventure that it allows your brain to go on, um, is that it's taught me to see things in different perspectives. And sometimes it's given me windows or glimpses into people's lives and thought processes, because a good book is going to be fashioned in a way that's realistic for another human, right? Um, And so it's been able to give me kind of this insight into different perspectives without having to become emotionally invested in them in the sense of like, oh, I need to help this person. So I I think that that's really interesting. And I I always love a good book. Um, What else is interesting about me? I I have my master's degree. I guess that's that's interesting. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. um, I've worked at the same company for most of my adult life. Yeah. Um, Well over, gosh, 10 years. It's been about 10 years since I first came on with them. Yeah. Um, I do a lot of volunteer work in our community. I really love that. I'm very passionate about it. Um, I don't, I don't know what else is interesting about me. You have a ton of interesting stuff about you. Oh. Yeah. Like what? Um. Oh, see, now you can't think of any. (laughs) Put on the spot. I know, right? Oh, I don't have a sense of smell. That's there a fun fact. That's what I was going to say, but I, yeah, but not but I couldn't COVID sense related. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It's not COVID related. That's actually, um, once I tell, you know, give a little bit about my background, I'll oh, circle back to this yeah. uh-huh. um, because I think it's the first time we met. Oh, it is not. Okay. <laughs> you go ahead. Okay. You talk about you. All right. So <clears throat> um, my family's big. My immediate family is not that big. You know, there's four of us. Um, but my extended family is ginormous. Well, I feel like you have to break that down. Like it's your mom and your dad who've been together for 36 years. Yeah. My sister. And then your sister. So yeah. that's your, your smaller immediate. Yeah. Family. Yeah. But you have bukus of cousins. Yes. And aunts and uncles. So I come from a very large family on my mom's side. Um, you know, it's a traditional Catholic thing. Uh, traditional Hispanic Catholic thing to have just ungodly amounts of children. So my Whatever. grandma has <laughs> 20 kids. Some uh, people would say we have an ungodly amount of children. Yeah. But <laughs> back in the day, like 20 kids, you're like, oh yeah, you got 20 kids? Like, yeah. dude, why aren't you with like Me the Smiths? They got 21. Too. Yeah. And my dad's one of nine. So, lots you know, of just cousins, lots of uncles. Yeah. Lot, lots of just a lot of everything. And like, I love it. I loved every aspect of that growing up. Like just being around my cousins, just hanging around with them, like summers, 4th of July's were mayhem. I mean, we would have like block wide hide and go seek, you know, just fun. And we we were hiding in people's bushes and running up and down the street and it, it was nuts, but it was so much fun and I wouldn't trade it for the world. And I feel like I'm blessed to have such a big family right now with my four girls that they're going to experience stuff like that because you know they still love seeing their cousins oh yeah love seeing their cousins and i'm like man this is awesome like this is this is the childhood you know cousins come and spend the night and they swim and they stay up and they eat you know candy and chocolate and pizza and you guys want to watch movies (laughs) and now we don't have to sit there for five minutes let the movies rewind like disney plus (laughs) has spoiled us spoiled my kids but you know, that, that's, that's just awesome. What I think is really cool, too, is because of how close you are to all your cousins, their children are now growing up as cousins to our kids. Even though they're technically, I guess, like second or third cousins. Um, I'm not exactly sure how you count that out. But 
even though they're second or third cousins, our kids very much so see them as just cousins. Yeah, I I, I feel like that too because um, with the cousins and being so close, like we all had our own age groups of just there was at least ten of ten cousins to an age group. It was nuts. Um, we grew up like brothers and sisters, so my girls call my guy cousins uncles and they call my girl cousins aunts yeah like i feel like that's those are their aunts and uncles because you know yes they do have my sister who is their actual aunt if you want to put it up like that but i mean these people change my diapers these people share the same cribs as i did like like we all slept in a room with just blankets and pillows it's a very cool relationship. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, that's just a little backstory about me. Um, some things that I like, because I heard you say that. I love Star Wars, comic book movies and comic books, uh, uh, music. Star Wars. Yeah, movie. I know. And get this. I know <laughs> mouths are going to drop if you're driving pull over because I'm a big Star Wars buff. But Brittany loves Star Trek. I, Okay. So I do enjoy I do enjoy Star Trek, like the original. I remember watching it when I was younger, and it also has significantly less plot holes than Star <laughs> Wars. Um, now I will say I I enjoyed the the more recent Star Wars movies. Like I I think it's fine, but there's a lot of plot holes between the the groups of Star Wars movies. Eh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's your best defense. Is eh. Okay. I mean, all right, all right. Yeah, I do. We do share. We like comic book movies. We like yes. superheroes. Yep, yep. We do um, like superheroes. But on the <laughs> count of three, name your favorite superhero. Ready? I, you're setting me up. I am but, setting you okay, up. Okay, let's go. Okay, one, two, three. Batman. Iron Man. See, I said Iron Man. She likes Batman. We both. You know, I really almost went with Scarlet Witch just to, like, make you go, eh. Um, Okay, so I definitely feel like DC, not DC recent movies, but DC true characters are richer, deeper characters. They can't seem to put a movie together to save their lives in the last, like, decade. Um, But they are just really rich characters. And how you don't love Batman... I will never understand. I think it's hilarious when the Justice League is like, let's go. And everyone's taken off flying. And Bruce Wayne is like stumbling around in his pockets to find his car keys. Okay. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, but I do. I also enjoy the Marvel universe. If we go in that. Yeah. You know, yeah, they've okay. done a great job with these movies. Their casting has been phenomenal up yeah. until Captain Marvel. That <clears throat> casting really was lit. Um, but the rest of it, I think, is great. Yeah, yeah. And also, let me ask you this. Iron Man being your favorite, Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man or Iron Man the standalone character? Ooh, Iron Man the standalone character, You're of course. You're full of crap. Nope. I've liked I Iron Man. I can go in the attic and bring you out a duffel bag of toys that I've had for forever, and Iron Man is in there about twelve times. Um, I, wrong because I've seen your mom clean out your old toys. <laughs> My roommate. <laughs> and, and in fact, you had several Batman items. 
Uh, those uh, were all given to me. They, my Iron okay. Man needed punching okay. bags. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, move on. Okay, Let's move on. Let's move on because that's a whole other episode in itself. Yeah. So I love music. Um, I love movies. I actually have a film degree, which is pretty cool. Uh, worked on a couple of movies, uh, Chevy commercials, a video game. Um, yeah, just a bunch of stuff like that. Uh, very cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I, for those of you that are like, why doesn't he do it now? It's not super conducive to the family life. Yeah. Yeah. So when I was going through that whole process, I got to a point to where I could, you know, go deeper and further into my film career. But at the time, like I was just missing something in my life. I was rounding 30. Like I say rounding 30. I was like 26. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Yeah. And, um, I just really felt like I, I needed a family. If you've known, if you know me, um, you know how like gun hole from the moment I could, you know, think of having a family i wanted a family so i moved back home i get a job with one of my cousins and then i see this beauty of a woman (laughs) (laughs) and then i was behind her (laughs) (laughs) whatever (laughs) and then she sidestepped and there i was (laughs) no not at all (laughs) so um you know we're 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 out for my cousin's uh, birthday one year. It's in January. And, you know, we're hopping along one of the local streets down here and some bars and oh stuff. And we come across like this accident. And we're like, man, like trying to look over the crowd. We're like, what is happening over here? So we kind of, we go into the bar that, you know, is directly in front of the accident that just happened. And we asked the, you know, waitress, like, hey, what happened? She's like, these two girls just got hit by a car. And we're like, oh my gosh. And I was like, I, I feel like I need to rush out there and save one of the girls because <laughs> so I feel like she's very important to my life. I guess we're segueing into our relationship and how we came to be. And that is not it. Oh. Um, but yes, he was in the general area when I was hit by a car along with one of my friends. Um, and due to that frontal lobe brain bleed um, from the impact from the car, I did lose my sense of smell. It's so crazy. Yeah, it's it's kind of an odd odd thing. Um, but now I'm used to it. I mean, and not everybody's used to it. She still gets asked at least oh, three time. times a year to smell stuff. Oh, three times a month, <laughs> and not even just by like strangers, but by people that know this know this about me. And it is always so. I I guess I. I guess a lot of people would be offended. Maybe I should be offended, but I always think it's so funny because I just stare at them until they're like, oh my bad (laughs) (laughs) and in fact one particular person that does it to me all the time we work together he's a very dear friend of mine and he probably does it the most to me of anyone else like throughout the year like if i kept a tally mark he would be high up there that's hilarious and we work together all the time and it's just like he so (laughs) genuinely forgets which i that kind of concerns me like what if i were blind like do you think so many people would forget i don't think I mean, I guess that's a bigger impairment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you were blind, people were not gonna be like, "Hey, look at that," <laughs> or "Hey, did you see that movie?" And just look at you and like, "Well, did you?" Like, <laughs> no, of, of course not. Yeah, that's okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, so I guess that is the first time we we knew we were 
in the same area, but he yeah. certainly didn't know my name. I was unconscious, so I didn't know. I was like the uh, dude in Alicia Keys song. You don't know my name. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, but the first time we met was at our job that we shared. Um, yeah, so he was working with um, his cousin who oversaw an after-school program. And weren't you, like, interested in maybe going back to be a teacher? And yeah. And if you like that age group? Yeah, yeah, I was. You know, it, just, it was just, it was fun. It was rewarding. Um, he decided he did not like working with school-age children. Yeah. Yeah, once I started having my own kids, I was like, this is not for me. Your own kids? Didn't you decide that at, back then? I don't remember. Oh, okay. That's been forever ago, and I'm deathly old. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, well, anyways, so I was working at our corporate office for actually the same company I work for today. Um, and, yeah, every time I would be around him, like, I would see groups of people around him, and they'd always be laughing, and he had this, like, really big, awesome laugh. But then I would come around, and he would just, like, shut down. I was so nervous. I was like, this a beauty of a woman like is coming by like i felt like i had to like like i couldn't tell the jokes that i was telling because she was so out of my league i was like man like i i, I can't like I, I was like i have to be what i think professional is well and i i thought it was because like i especially at work i'm a woman on a mission like i had things to do i was very i am very direct and so I just assumed he just thought I was a not not nice person. No. Um, and so anyways, I, I had to work with his cousin quite a bit on just various like office things. And his cousin had mentioned that they like to golf together. And so I was like, oh, I like to golf. Invite, like, I would love to go golfing with y'all sometimes. Here's my number. And so the weekend came and went. And I never heard from his cousin. And they come back in that next week and they happened to be together. And I was like, hey, what the heck? Like, I thought you were going to hit me up to go golfing. And so Jonathan, with his smooth self. <laughs> I said, well, you gave the wrong cousin your number. I said, give, your, give me your number and I'll call you. So Brittany gives me her number. And I think it was like that weekend I called her. I was like, I, I can't wait. Yeah. So I'm hanging out with... Um, another cousin of mine, my, my uh, cousin that I worked with, his brother, and their mom and dad, you know, we're finished around the golf. You know, we start hit up the bars. So I call out Britt. I'm like, you know, I have a few in me right now. I feel pretty, you know, I feel like I can do anything. So I call Britt, this super pretty woman, and I'm like, hey, why don't you come hang out with me? I was like, you know, we're just out here drinking. And it's like, you know. Uh, well, just, to be fair, you didn't call. You texted. Yes, because that, that's the modern day call. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I'm from a time where when text <laughs> messages came out, we were like, ew, who's in a text? Why don't you just pick up the phone and call me and say like, hey, I'm on my way. Don't have me read something. So I was in high school when text messaging came out. Oh, so was I, but I never had an aversion to reading. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I, was, I was okay with that direct conversation. Um, yeah, he texted me and was like, hey, come come have some drinks meet us downtown and it wasn't it wasn't the cousin that i knew it was his brother and his parents and his brother at the time girlfriend but now she's his wife um and 
I had no intentions of doing anything important that day. I had I was house sitting. Yeah. And um I had just like my workout shorts and t-shirt on. I even had a hair on my butt, my hair up in a bun, which if you know me, I never wear my hair up. Um, which is kind of funny. I actually have it pulled back right now. Yeah. Uh, but I very rarely don't have my hair down in some form or fashion. And I was like, oh, I don't know. But yeah, I went. Yep. And, and I thought, we what the heck? literally hung out all day. Oh, okay. Before we get any further, I do think an, an important thing to note. We had been at a um, cookout with all of the kids. It was like a, it was around the 4th of July. Because the first time we hung out was like the weekend after the 4th of July. So there was a cookout that we had with a bunch of the after schoolers, like that particular group. And at the cookout, him and his cousin were showing me and a good friend of mine who also worked (laughs) um, with me at the company their tattoos. And Jonathan had this horrible tattoo. (laughs) It is literally, it was a paper bag that said scum in the middle. Yeah, so it was a scumbag. It was the first tattoo I ever had. Which is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my husband has a lot of impulse tattoos, and he, his justification is they're free. Yeah. As a rule of thumb, <laughs> if you are listening and you don't already know this, a free tattoo is not a good tattoo. Do not ever take a tattoo because it's free. I was young, and my friends were like, hey, my boss said I get tattoos on one today. And you get it for free, okay. but I have to tattoo. And I was like, heck yeah. No. Like, I'm helping out a friend. I'm supporting local business. No. That's that's what I'm all about. Do not. Do not. No. Uh-uh. It's been covered up. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but anyways, so... Walking away from that cookout, I I was like, man, I don't know anymore about this Jonathan guy. Like, you know, you ask them to label themselves. Like, I don't know. And I was talking to my friend about it, and she was like, no. Like, he is a really great guy. <laughs> and I'm super thankful that she said that to me because I was like, I mean. And I, so both of us leading up to this had just gotten out of long-term, pretty awful relationships um, and so I was like, I just, I don't want to get back into it. This guy's labeled. Yeah. But anyways, fast forward. Yeah. I, you know, I got to send a gift basket to your friend that said that because that, that really helped me out. Like yeah. that, that helped me like with everything that, that she literally gave me my dream life. Oh. Yeah. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty neat. Like, I mean, I still think you had to work for it a little bit, but yeah. A little bit. But, a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, after that first time we hung out, we hung out all day. Yeah. Like, I don't think we, I don't think I left your aunt's until, gosh, one or two in the morning. Yeah. And then I remember thinking like, okay, cause I was still new to the dating game again. You know, I'd been in a really long-term relationship previous. And so I was like, okay, I think I have to make him wait a few days. <laughs> um, Oh, no, the first date after that was the morning date, right? At Market Street? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we went to Market Street. Uh, we got some parfaits. Yeah. <laughs> and we ate, like, right outside. Like, you had to go to work. And uh, I wasn't doing anything because I was working after school. So, yeah. literally, I was just hanging out. I, I already, like, had a, le- a real job, a legit yeah. job. I yeah. mean, not to say that wasn't a real job for you, but your hours were very um, college student-esque. Yeah. And mine was more, like, I got a... I got to do my thing. Yep. Um, yeah. So he met me for breakfast before work one day. And then 
I was still house-sitting. I house-sitted at that house for, what, a month and a half? Mm-hmm. Maybe two months? That was a sweet gig. Yeah, I, I don't remember how long it actually was, yeah. but it was it was quite a while. It was a good deal. Um. Anyway, so then they had a home theater. He came over and watched a movie. We watched You've Got Mail because he told me he loves uh, romantic comedies. <laughs> Rom-coms? Yeah, and turns out that was, like, not the full truth. Uh, Tom Hanks just doesn't do it for me, though. You've got mail. Like, it's just, it doesn't get any better than that. It doesn't get any better than 27 dresses. It does. You've got mail. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Anyways. um, So, yeah, after that, I was like, okay, it has to be a few more days before we hang out. And then after we hung out the next time after that, like, we've just been together ever since. Yep. Yep. That started, like, just us being us. Um, a lot of, a, a lot of really great ups, um, some, some downs, but I mean, it's not anything out of the norm. I, I would, I wouldn't think. I think for us, like our downs are more those moments of like unexpected life events happening, maybe at the timing we didn't expect. And so us being like, oh shoot. And just having to adapt and adjust. Yeah. The last like two years really have been full of that yes um so that's rude what was your moment because okay for those of you that don't know we hung out for that first time in july of 2013 and we were married by may of 2014 so less than a year yeah and we were married um and i don't i don't regret being married so quickly like yeah i don't either um you know, typically you look at a couple like that and you're like, man, they got married so quick. And then, like, that's exactly our story. Like, we got married super quick. But I I don't feel like we didn't know each other then. Yeah. I feel like, you know, when we met, like, the first couple of times we hung out, I'm like, okay, like, she's like this and I'm like this. And just really just weaving ourselves together throughout the years has been awesome Mm -hmm. but it it always felt like we had a stronger connection like we knew each other a lot longer than Mm -hmm. what we were actually dating yeah so what was that moment for you where you're like dang i love this chick um i (laughs) would think that it was you used to do, you don't do it so much anymore, but your old classes, you would have to adjust by wiggling your nose <laughs> and like squinching each eye together, like as your nose wiggled to like move up your glasses. And <laughs> I looked at that once and said, I never want to go a day without seeing that again. And it sounds really weird, but like at that moment, I was like, that is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I have to hold on to it. Like I, I that's, that's, that's a top. Like I'm never, that no one's ever going to do something cuter than that. Oh, so you're saying like, I should not have well-fitted glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I can wiggle my nose. So- well, now it's a lot more of the things. Like now it's like, like your laugh, like when you're like really busting a gut, you're just like, <laughs> like just your facial expression. And immediately you start to cry. Like, tears start coming out you're laughing so hard your face gets all red like it, it's it's adorable like there, there's there's a ton of things that i can't live without and i i just looked at myself and i was like okay can i imagine not knowing how her day went Aww. and i was like no i can't 
It's like, okay, so next question. Can I imagine, you know, not hearing her voice for a day? I'm like, no, I can't. So like all these things started to build up and I was like, you know what? Like that this is the girl. Like this is the girl I'm going to marry. Like, I th- I'm pretty sure I knew that pretty early on in our relationship. Yeah, I mean, I think we, we both, I think, knew pretty quickly. I, okay, so first, the reason that I wiggle my nose is to push my glasses back in place um, whenever they slide down my nose. So I kind of use my cheeks, and I don't know exactly when I started doing this, but I think it came from not wanting to be one of those people that, like, takes my finger and pushes my glasses <laughs> up. Um, Whatever reason it was, it, it worked. Yeah, it's... <laughs> So it's funny because I must have done that. I must have started that whenever I was really young because I really forgot that I did it until I think Jonathan pointed it out. And then the last few years, some people that I work really closely with have brought it up a few times. And so it's funny to me that people even notice. But, yeah. Well, that's sweet. I don't, I don't know that you ever told me that. I don't think so either. What was the moment that you knew about me? Okay. Um. So... The moment that I I fully, there were a lot of things like leading up to it that I I really found endearing about you and that I did love about you. But I think the moment that I like gave my per, myself permission to just like fully embrace that love was we were we were on our way somewhere and one of your friends had asked something of you, and I had recently been annoyed with this particular friend because you would ask something of simple of them and they they didn't show up for you. And this person had asked, you know, whatever it was of you. And you were like, yeah, like no questions asked. Like I'm, I'm there. I got it. And I told you like, you know, I, I thought I was telling you something you didn't already know. Like I thought I was like breaking this really tough news to you that you probably care for this person more than they care for you. And your reaction was, it doesn't matter to me. Like I love them. My love is not dependent on their love back. I'm going to be there for them. I'm going to show up for them. I'm going to love them regardless of what they do for me. I don't love them because of what they can do for me. And that right there, like, I feel like just told me everything I needed to know to like really let myself embrace that love that I was already feeling for you and let myself kind of fall into that and, and trust you with that love. Yeah. Yeah. I think I added something on there. Like, you know, not everyone's going to do right. what I do for them, but that doesn't matter. It's like, as long as they're like happy and they got what they need. Like I, I, I know that like I, I, I'm good. Like my, my job is done, you know? So that, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I always found it just, <laughs> I don't know. Like that that was what I was looking for and who I really wanted to be with and I I don't even know that I really knew that that's what I was looking for until you said that cuz love is a really important thing to me. Yep. yep. It's something that comes very easily to me. Like it's very easy for me to love people. Um but I don't know to find somebody else that really understands that. I don't know, just really Hit me in all, all the right ways. <laughs> well, good. So <laughs> those moments led to us having, you know, starting a family. Um, we had our oldest first, uh, Annabelle. We tend to have oldest first. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, I guess it wouldn't work. It wouldn't <laughs> so, work in Star Wars, like, trilogy order. Yeah. Like, have our middle first and then our oldest yeah. and then our youngest. Oh, yeah, oh, gosh, stop. <laughs> um, <sighs> 
So, okay, so, you know, Well, I think oldest. it's important. And in full transparency, we did... So, we met in July, and we found out right before New Year's that we were actually expecting our oldest. Yes. Which was not at all planned and was really trying to be prevented. Um, but, you know, even that conversation, I really... I went into that conversation and telling him in a very like, we don't have to be married right now or even whenever she comes. And I, I remember feeling just a really strong sense of peace that whether we got married soon or whether we didn't get married for years, like we would still end up together. Yeah. And, you know, at, at that time I knew, you know, Britt was the one I was going to marry. Um, so when she told me, like it, it was a shock because I mean, like, Hey, I, 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 you know, I knew I wanted a family. So it was a shock of like, it's finally happening. I get to be a dad. Yeah. Like I, I get to live up to me telling Brit, like, Hey, I want to be a father and a provider of a family by the time I'm 30. Mm-hmm. You know, I was 27 at the time uh, when Annabelle was born and like all my dreams are coming true and i'm like heck yeah like i'm excited and brit's like you know she tells me hey you don't you know we don't have to be together like you we can still oh, parent yeah. well and I, I definitely told him like i if this is not what you're down for and i knew he wanted to be a father and a and a husband but you know i ugh, i never wanted to be that person that like traps somebody like i, I hate that <laughs> feeling and so I was very much so like, hey, if you want to, like, peace out, I I get it. Like, I can do this on my own. Like, I'm good. No pressure. But I did. Like, I just, I had that sense of peace that we would end up together no matter what. Yeah. So my, when she told me that, I was like, no, like, I, like I'm down. I'm 100% down for this. And that's when we, that's when, like, that's when everything started ha- getting fun. Not that it wasn't fun to right. begin with, but so we have Annabelle and then we yes. have Olive um it Annabelle was quite the adventure um in terms of she just she's this amazing little human yeah she's about to be seven and she's bilingual she she goes to a Spanish immersion program she's on the borderline so, of being trilingual like I think that's what, really cool to what like do you mean trilingual she, English spanish and mandarin chinese okay she goes to chinese class but child is nowhere near like even semi-fluent conversational fluent in it she actually really doesn't like it and so we've had to work with her a lot on being open to different styles of language which she's coming around to yes but let's not pretend like she likes chinese that's true okay (laughs) (laughs) i think bilingual is like enough credit but she is our dreamer. She is our full of imagination and she just yeah. she's just as joyful. Yep. yep. Like at her core, she is joyful. And she her heart is so big. Oh my gosh. She's such a she's such a mommy and a protector. Like it, it's so crazy. She loves people so well. Like I it just makes me so proud all the time how well she loves people. Yeah. Um, her best friends are typically going to be the quietest kids, um, <laughs> the kids that might be a little bit on the more, I don't know, want to say dorky side, but they tend to be on the, the yeah. traditional dorky side. And she just, she loves them so wholeheartedly. Um, she's, she's a really great kid. Yeah. Yeah. And we've, we've gone through the process this last year of her being diagnosed with ADD 
Um, and so working her through that has really been an eye-opening experience that it's not the way it was in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. So that's been cool. Yep. Um, and then we have our olive. Yes, our sweet, gentle olive. Like. Uh, she she can have a <laughs> tough side to her, though, too. Yeah, she can. Um, olive is the opposite of her big sister. Yes. She is a watcher. Yep. She's always watching. She's always listening. She wants to know what the deal is with you before she engages. Yeah. She's where Annabelle's like, hi, I'm going to talk to everyone. Olive is like, let me hang out a little bit. And then when I warm up to everybody, I'll, I'll, I'll have fun. Yes. But again, so sweet. So, so loving. Sweet. She's like cuddle bug. Annabelle's not much of a cuddler, but Olive will cuddle. Yeah. Olive just loves to read. She loves to... She loves to know what's going on, yeah. how things work. Yeah. Um, she's not quite as imaginative as Annabelle. She is more, let's build something. Let me yeah. see how I can make this work or what it does. Yep. Like, let's cuddle, let's talk, let's let's just hang out. She's got a mm-hmm. smile that can light any room. Oh, yeah. Jeez, that, that smile is awesome. <laughs> yeah, she's the kid that it takes a lot of effort to get her to really adore you but then once she's there she's there and then we have the twins yep they're 18 months old and they're savage yes they're completely (laughs) different from our other girls they're they're so much alike like our other girls but completely different like where our other girls are just sweet and of course daddy like we'll get this for you all i'm like all of Scratch my back real fast. She goes over there. Is that good, Dad? I'm like, that's perfect, baby. I can't get those twins to do anything. They I- are, <laughs> man, they just look at you with this face. It's like, what's your next move, punk? <laughs> <laughs> they, they are. They have the perfect uh, mob look. Yes. Um, they don't look a thing alike. They, they are just, they're a different breed. But they're also 18 months old, and most toddlers are pretty savage. Yeah. I mean, there's meme after meme on that. Yeah. So we'll we'll have to wait and see how that further develops. But it is, it's very different having two of them versus one for obvious reasons. Yeah. But, and, I mean, future episodes will let we'll, us get we'll into, into that. that. Yeah. yeah. We can go it through the whole twin journey because that's a whole, yes. whole bag of worms. So... So speaking on future episodes, how we're going to structure this is Britt's going to bring some conversations to the table. Um, She'll head those conversations and uh, we'll talk about them and I will, I will do the same. I'll bring some conversations, just, you know, different topics. We're going to kind of trade off episodes on who's leading the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we already have some in store for you guys that should be pretty fun. Um, It's going to be pretty quirky. Uh, for those who know me, I'm, you know, I say the crazy stuff. I, I will try to tone it down a little bit. I know that, you know, you could be listening to this podcast anywhere and I don't want to get you in trouble. Uh, but I do say some off the wall stuff. Um, well, I feel like we're real people and we have a real sense of humor. And although sometimes he says things and I'm like, oh, stop, like you're embarrassing me. I'm really not like I'm usually very flattered by it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, we're, we're real people and we're going to keep this podcast real. Yes. 
Yes. So uh, that's that's what to look forward to uh, when you subscribe and tell your friends like, hey, I found this awesome podcast called A Couple of Mini. Um, that that's something you know that that'll brighten your brighten your day. You know, or also setting up some outlets to where you can reach us and message us and give us topics to talk to talk about. Maybe you have you know something brewing you know with in in, in your day to day life, and you're like, hey, I want Brittany and Jay's opinion on this. I don't know why oh, you would wow. want my opinion on it. <laughs> Brittany's definitely the go to on that one, oh, but no. <laughs> I you know we are we're pretty down to earth. We we believe very heavily in just conversation and talking through things. There's a lot of times when we've bring we've brought different topics up and you know, it's like we don't I don't know quite where I fall on this. Let's talk about it. And so it might we you might you will likely hear conversations like that of, hey, I've seen this and I've seen that and I don't feel like I fall into either one. Yeah. And we talk it through and figure out what it is, what's going to be the best course for our family, how, what do we want to instill in our girls from this lesson, or or whatever it is. Um, I think it's always an, an interesting thing to embark on a conversation. Yeah, so you guys can take our journey, uh, the journey with us on that, and you know see how you like it. But uh, one thing that we do want to incorporate is I ask a lot of questions to Brett, <clears throat> like pick A or pick B. And okay. why? I feel like I ask a lot of questions. You do that are ask more a lot of questions. Relevant to like feelings and thoughts and whatever. But he likes to ask those really off the wall questions. Yes. So we're going to call this segment, which one? Pick one, hun. <laughs> and it's going to be a segment that is just ran through of, hey, who would win in a fight? Boys to men or the Backstreet Boys? Or, hey, would you rather have a piece of chocolate cake or a scoop of chocolate ice cream? Just a bunch of things like that. Just doesn't have to be meaningful. It's just something right. that I think about. Like Which my answers are boys to men and ice cream. See, I'm definitely a Backstreet Boys cake kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but those could be topics. But tonight I want to end on one of those topics. So what do you think is more possible? Oh dear. <laughs> uh do I want to go there yet? I don't know. Okay. What's more possible? Or what do you think exists right now? Okay. Aliens or Bigfoot? Oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> um there's not a right or wrong answer. I I realize that. <laughs> um, I ooh okay. I there's a lot of different interpretations of Bigfoot, so I feel like I would need a, a stronger definition of Bigfoot. But I do, and this is something we've talked about for years now. I feel like aliens are possible and they're probable, but they're not definite. Like I I have yet to see one. I've yet to see evidence of one. So I'm going to have to go with aliens because they're possible and they're probable, but I can't tell you that they're actually there. Hmm. I don't think that there's flying saucers hanging out over our town right now. You don't? No, I don't. But I also don't really care. Okay. Okay. Like if they are there, like, hey, what's up? If they're not there, cool. I think aliens live among us. Okay. I think that they've I'm been in here. Black of you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, but, but that, that's one of the things that I think is like. I think that 
Hollywood puts stuff in movies to uh, to get the public ready for what's to come. I think that I think this has happened for years, but I actually think um, I, I mean I believe in both, but uh, for the sake of it, I want to say Bigfoot. Why? Oh, you think he's like an interdimensional being? Don't yeah, you? I think okay. he teleports around the world. Well. Then- <laughs> Interdimensional means you just teleport around our world? I, I don't know how he gets from point A to point B. I just know that there's footprints leading to a certain spot and then they're gone. Have you ever seen them? I haven't. But I've also... <laughs> what? Never seen an alien? <laughs> yeah. I mean, how would we know we're looking at an alien though? Oh, I guess that's a good point. I guess I really, at the end of the day, like either one existing doesn't really change anything in my my life. And so it's kind of one of those, like, cool. If they're there and I'm, I'm proven wrong, cool. But if they're there and they're not there, I, I don't, like, okay, cool. Like, I just don't, I don't, I don't want to say I don't care, but I don't particularly care. That's fair enough. I'll, I'll come with a better one. This one's kind of like, hey, I'm just going to throw something out there yeah. real quick. Yeah, no, I feel that. I'll come with a better one next week. Okay, I'm excited for it. Yes. Well, we appreciate you guys for listening uh, to the first episode of a ton of episodes to follow. Um, please, I sure hope so. Yeah, yeah, me too. Join us on our journey. Like, it's it'll be fun. We'll laugh. We'll probably not cry, but maybe cry. Yeah, I could see myself shedding a few tears. Can you? Because you don't cry very often. You cry less than I cry. Yeah, but Do you I see, like, me shedding a few tears? <laughs> maybe um but i i hope that y'all get something out of it if nothing else i hope you enjoy your time with us yes so uh like subscribe do whatever you got to do i know um you know share with your friends tell them about us but until next time we thank everybody for listening and i just want to tell you that i love you i love you too bye bye